okay? And he, and he pushes the stone away from the well so that he can get to the water. He sees her. He helps her water the, the, the flock. And it says that he kissed her. And he cried. I, I don't, I've never kissed my wife and cried. Maybe at our, at our wedding, perhaps. I think I might have done that. Um, but Jacob is taken by Rachel. He kisses her and he begins to cry. He begins to weep. Something is unfolding here. Many of you know this story, but something is unfolding here. Like there's, there's something that's happening to Jacob. His life is about to take a, a turn. And, and it's so awesome when God comes into our life and, and, and we have these plans. We have this, this thing that we, but he comes and he says, uh, uh, yes, good plans, but I, look at this. Look at what I have for you. So he sees Rachel because he's running away from, from his brother Esau. He he's really just doesn't want to be killed by Esau, but he encounters Rachel and he k- kisses her and, and he lifted up his voice. I don't know what he said. And he cried. Amen. Ladies, you want to make? No, never mind. And Jacob, verse 12, told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebecca's son. So she ran and told her father. We're going to skip to verse 16 because there's just too much to cover. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. And the name of the younger, we just met her, was Rachel. Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. And Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. Amen? So here are the two sisters now. So I'm just kind of setting it up for what God is speaking to us today. Here are the two sisters, and the way that the Bible describes Leah is very interesting. He, he, the Bible describes Leah, and it says, now Laban had two daughters, the name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was, Leah's eyes were delicate. Meaning they didn't want to talk about everything else. But her eyes were delicate. Something was not attractive for Jacob. See, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but Leah, Leah was unwanted by Jacob. Jacob didn't want Leah. Amen? He wanted Rachel. Single man, you want your Rachel, amen? I I have my Rachel. Well, her name's Cynthia, but you know what I mean. Jacob doesn't want Leah. He wants Rachel. He's already in love with Rachel. Leah is unwanted. It's like she's, she's okay. She's basically, she has a nice personality. But I love Rachel. Because Rachel, the Bible says, is beautiful of form. In other words, her, her, her attractiveness, her body to Jacob is beautiful. And her appearance, her face. Now, to, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I just want to say that. You know, there's someone out there for everyone. Amen? But... For Jacob, he wants Rachel. He don't want Leah. All right, let's see what happens next. Some of you know. Verse 21. 
Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go into her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. Now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob. And he went into her. And Laban gave his mate Zilpah to his daughter Leah as a mate. So it came to pass in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? Was it not Rachel that I served you for? Why then have you deceived me? Oh, my gosh. Things have really gone away. They've gone crazy here. He serves seven years for Rachel, right? Some of you know the story. He serves seven years. He works, in other words, seven years for Rachel. He is going to marry Rachel. They apparently are intoxicated or something. They go to be in, in their intimacy, and he wakes up the next morning with he, what he thinks is Rachel, but it's not Rachel. It's Leah. Surprise! Surprise, it's me, Leah. And Jacob's like, what? And, and you see, back then, it's not like today where you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. Divorce. Bye. No, no, no. Back then, commitment was commitment. You had to commit. But Leah, again, rejected. She's unwanted. Are you getting the picture so far? First, Leah see, I mean, Jacob sees both of them. He says, Leah has a great personality. She has delicate eyes. But man, I love Rachel. She's beautiful. Then he works for Rachel and gets Leah. And he is frightened in the morning to see Leah waking up next to him. Because, you know, when we wake up, we don't look like how we look right now, right? No, just me? Ladies? Amen? So he wakes up next to to delicate eyes. And he's, he's upset. I mean, wouldn't you be upset? You have this plan that you work for. Hello? You work for something, you expect to get the reward that you worked for, right? But when you don't get the reward, you go crazy. But we go crazy. And Jacob, he's, he doesn't know what to do with himself. So he goes up to his uncle and says, hey, what happened? We were going to do this family. We were going to unite this family. And, and now you give me, you know, delicate eyes. Leah, I don't want her. You know, this story, we always focus on how much Jacob loved Rachel and the love story. But. What about Leah? How does she feel? How, how, how many Leahs are out there in the world that feel like they're rejected, like they're unwanted by society, by family, by, by, by church, by, by Christians? How many Leahs are out there? 
that, that feel rejection after rejection after rejection after unwanted, after saying, no, no, I don't want Leah. How many Leahs are out there? Or how many of us have been Leah? How, how many of us have been rejected by men, have been rejected by people, and we feel it and we get wounded? And we get hurt inside because we're living this Leah life. No one ever thinks about Leah. They, they, we, we have fun with Leah. We, we call her names and, and, and we say things about Leah. But Leah's going through something here. She's, she's human. She's got feelings. She has emotions. She wants a husband too. And Jacob is, is just rejecting her. I mean, it's not really Jacob's fault that that happened necessarily. But nonetheless, he he is rejecting Leah. And he is making her feel unwanted. Does that make sense so far to everyone? So Jacob goes to his uncle Laban and he says, hey, you, you promised me Rachel and you give me Leah. What happened? What's going on? Why did you do this to me? And, and Laban, he's really good with words, apparently. And he tells Jacob, he's like, look, here, we don't, we don't start with the young daughter first. Okay, you're going to have to have the older daughter first. And that's what happens with that. And Jacob is, he doesn't know what to do. So verse 25, I mean, verse 28, we just read 25. Verse 28 says like this. Let's read it. Then Jacob did so and fulfilled her week, meaning Rachel's. So he gave him his daughter Rachel as wife also. And Laban gave his maid Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as a maid. Then Jacob also went into Rachel. And he also loved Rachel. Listen to this. More than Leah. And he served with Laban still another seven years. So he works for Rachel and gets Leah, right? Then he gets Rachel and works yet another seven years because he got Rachel. So it's a good, cool picture of works and grace. He works, human effort, and gets Leah. Then he gets Rachel and works seven years after he gets Rachel. Does that make sense? So, now he's worked 14 years for the woman that he wanted. And for 14 years, is that a long time to anyone? To me, it's a long time. Okay? Some of you are like, when am I going to get married? He waited 14 years for uh, Rachel. In 14 years, Leah was rejected and unwanted. Plus, right? 14 years plus. But just these 14 years, now, oh my gosh. Th- think of, uh, can you remind yourself to, to remind yourself of the number 14? Yeah? Can you keep that in mind, 14? For 14 years, Jacob works for Rachel. He gets Leah in the seventh, 
and Rachel right then and then works again another seven years, 14 years. And it says right there what we read. And Jacob, verse 30, went into Rachel and he also loved Rachel more than Leah. So he made it obvious. He might have even said it. He was tricked into this whole thing, right? But you remember some cool kingdom principles that we can all learn from this? Side note is you reap what you sow. You remember how he tricked his brother? And now the trickster is getting tricked? That's because no matter how much we run from our choices, you'll always receive a harvest from what you plant. But we sow love, we'll reap love. We sow tricks, we're going to reap trickery. He worked and got Leah, he got Rachel and work. We can work with our own strength and our results will be human all the time. 14 years. Let's keep reading. 31. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, who saw? So the Lord understands your emotions, your pain, what you go through, your thoughts, your desires. He understands you. When the Lord saw, not Jacob, not Laban, not Rachel, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, the Lord has, has surely looked on my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. Uh-oh. That's not healthy. You guys see, these are symptoms of a person that feels rejected. A person that feels rejected thinks that if I do stuff right, people will accept me. Or God will accept me if I do things right. People that feel unwanted want to be wanted so bad that they think if things are okay around me, like if my job is okay, my relationship, my family's okay, then I'll be okay. She wanted Jacob to love her. Her fulfillment was not in God. Jacob didn't see that she was unloved. It was God that saw it. God wanted to bring fulfillment to Leah, but Leah wanted fulfillment from men. And when we feel rejected, we feel rejected because we feel like people don't accept us. And we want people to accept us and like us all the time. But that kind of fulfillment will never happen. A hundred percent of people on earth won't like you all the time. Trust me. But God fulfills us. God completes us. God makes us whole. God sees when we feel unloved, when we feel unworthy, when we feel like unwhole, when we feel like we need. He sees it, so he should be the one to fulfill us. Not anything else. 
And then the drama starts, verse 32. So Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction, now therefore my husband will love me. Let's read 35. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. Then she stopped bearing. So Leah, there's two, there's two sisters here, amen? There's one that's having kids, but she's unwanted. There's one that's not having kids, so she's unfulfilled. Both of them think that if Jacob loves me more, I will feel better. That if I have kids for Jacob, I will feel better. But what both don't understand is that when you feel rejected and unwanted, again, I repeat, only God can make you whole. Only God can complete us. Only God can bring fulfillment, joy, and happiness. Are you with me this afternoon? Only God. But yet God. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. This is the Old Testament. Yet God, in his grace and in his love, he'll still bless you through that rejection, through that feeling of unwant. He's still blessing Leah with kids. Leah thinks, this will help me fall in love more with Jacob. But God's like, no, I just want to bless you. I just want to make you feel accepted. I just want you to feel that you have me on your side. Are you with me so far? All right, let's go to Genesis 30. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm actually almost done. You don't believe it. Are you at 30? Go to verse 22. Then God remembered Rachel. Who remembered? Not Jacob. Definitely not Leah because they were having sister-wife drama. Then God remembered Rachel. And God listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived And bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. So she called his name Joseph and said, the Lord shall add to me another son. Man, she's prophesying there. Later, Rachel has another son. His name is Benjamin, which is a whole amazing other story. So now Rachel has children. Now Leah has children. But Rachel still can't help but feel unwanted. Leah has more. Isn't it just like us, right? God, we're like, we don't have a job and we're praying, right? God, please, please, God, I'll fast. I'll, I'll give all my money to the church, God. I'll, 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 Lord, I'll go run three laps right now around the block, Lord. If you would just please provide me a job. Is that anybody relate? Y'all, y'all lying. All y'all relate. And then you get the job. And you're like, man, Lord, please, I hate this job, God. Please get me out of this job, Lord. I will fast, Lord. I will run. Right? 
It's hard for us humans to just be happy. Why? Why, 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 why? Why, church? I want you to please, please listen to me. Why? 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 Because you have eyes and, and you look at others and you see like you think success is because the guy got a promotion and a new car and you feel unhappy and unwanted and rejected by God. But if you could see with your spiritual eyes, if you could think with the mind of Christ, if you could see it from a kingdom perspective, you would see that you are richer than rich because the father that you have in heaven owns everything, everything. So Leah and Rachel, they're looking for fulfillment on earth. The the, the cool thing is that God is blessing them, though. They just don't see it. Isn't it just like us, like God is blessing us, and we're just like, but, but what I don't have is greater. Like, I want more of that that I don't have. And God's like, but I've given you, like, look, what it's in your hand. Yeah, but it's so little. I want the big stuff. I, I can relate to that. God's speaking to me today. <coughs> so... The trickster gets tricked. He wakes up in the morning and is surprised. Leah, delicate eyes. He's like, what? What? Angry. And the uncle says, okay, fine, look, take Rachel, and, and, but you got to work another seven years. So he takes Rachel, works another seven years, 14 years for Rachel. Then the drama starts between Leah and Rachel. They just, wanna, they just want Jacob to love them. Sometimes we want, like, we want a certain someone or, or to be appreciated, and, and, and we want all of this stuff from people. People can't fulfill us. People can't complete us. You know, like, even marriage, that's not like, oh, okay, I'm incomplete, and when we get married, we'll be complete. No, that's false. Only God completes you. I was, we were watching this, these wedding videos last night. It was Kind of romantic, actually. It's just me and Cynthia at night watching some wedding videos. And this guy, he was, he was saying his vows. And what he said, I was like, wow, he's saying that like at the wedding? He's like, I, I say this with all due respect, honey. You do not complete me. And I thought, where is this going? Is this divorce already? <laughs> and he's like. He says, I say that with respect because Jesus completes me. I'm a completed man of God coming to a complete woman of God, and we're bringing completeness together. That's how it should be. In every relationship, no one else completes you but God. But Leah, the unwanted, the rejected, she was looking to be completed by Jacob, same for Rachel. How many Leahs are out there, or even in here, low-key, but they don't say nothing? How many Leahs are at work? How many, how many people that feel rejected and unwanted walk by you every single day? And you have the God that can complete anyone. Maybe you don't feel complete. Maybe you feel unwanted and rejected. 
for whatever life circumstances you, you've gone through or, or, or you're going through right now. God wants you to know that you don't need anyone to complete you, that you just need him. You don't need a pastor to complete you. You don't need a man, women. I can't wait for she is. You don't need a, a, a woman, man, amen? You need Jesus. Tell your neighbor, you need Jesus, man. You need Jesus. All right, let's bring this to a close because this is about to get wild with this stuff. If, it, if nothing has blessed you yet, hopefully this next part. Oh, I'm scared to read it. Okay. So the unwanted Leah, delicate eyes. She has a bunch of kids, right? Still feels rejected. Rachel finally gets kids, but she's like, it's not enough. It's not enough for, for Jacob. Although she had Joseph and Benjamin, which is crazy. But anyway, turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 1. Amen? All right. It says, uh, what did I say? Matthew 1, right? Verse 1 and 2. <coughs> it says, the book... Of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah. Who had Judah? Leah. Had Judah. The rejected, the unwanted, had Judah, which means praise, which means praise the Lord. Why is not Rachel's kids mentioned at this moment? It's a right goes right from Jacob to Judah. You guys are not getting it yet. Leah was not supposed to happen. According to to man, according to earth, it was not supposed to happen. She snuck in there. Jacob woke up and said, whoa, Leah. She's rejected, unwanted for year after year after year. And we see generations later. Generation, her kids are the ones mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Can God not turn something negative into positive? Can God not turn something bad into good? Only God knows your purpose and the plans that he has for you. And they're good. You got to believe him. And maybe now your situation is unwanted and rejected, but God has a plan for you. And he will see it through. She wasn't even in, in, the, in Jacob's plans. She was in God's plans. Man, that's crazy. Leah was not supposed to be there. Now she's there. And now her kids are the ancestors of our Lord. The unwanted become the wanted in heaven. The unwanted, the rejected, 
become wanted and whole and accepted in heaven. This generation is a generation of people that feel rejected and unwanted. We are living in one of the worst times for families. We are living in a fatherless generation. People that feel unwanted by dad, rejected by their father. God can bring completeness and wholeness to them. He will bring them around us at work, at school, in our families. And it is up to you to open your mouth and say, I know a God that can take your rejection and turn it into acceptance. Are you shocked? God wants to bless the unwanted and let them know that he wants them. He wants them. I'm shocked that Leah was, not, Leah was not in the plans. Leah was not supposed to be in the plans. Leah was a trick. Leah was, was, it was, it was a deception by men. And God turns it into, here you go, from Jacob to Judah. In the same book, Matthew chapter 1, if you go down a little bit, verse 16. We're going to read 16 and 17. It says, and Jacob, this is a different Jacob, okay? Begot Joseph, the husband of Mary. This is not the same Jacob. I want to clear that up. This is not the same Jacob. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Listen to this, verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity of Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity of Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations. Grace, grace, completion, grace. 14 generations after they're captured in Babylon, Jesus appears 14 generations later. <laughs> in other words, we may have like these amazing plans, but God's plans will always surpass our plans. The, the goal here is not to be lost, right? It's to be found in God so we can be guided through faith and believing and, and stewardship to know the plans that he has before us. That's the goal. For so long, I thought, we never know our, uh, God's plans for us. Like, I'll just be lost and he'll figure me out somewhere out there. No, God wants us to know. But when we feel unwanted and rejected and we kind of almost push ourselves away from relationship with God, then it's hard for him to guide us, to guide us. Our generation needs to hear that they're accepted by the Lord. They need to hear that they're not rejected. And it's up to us, I believe, to open our mouth. Community is not just about the four walls. Community is about taking what God has in your heart and taking it outside, bringing community outside, blessing the community around you. So you might encounter people that are rejected and unwanted, but you take community. What is community again? Again, fellowship of the Spirit, 
you know, teaching, breaking bread, even having lunch with someone at work. You're bringing community already. That's what it's all about. We will create a community that invites the rejected, the unwanted into a relationship with Jesus. Amen? I wrote this, and I want you to help me. This is what we'll end with, and I want you to repeat it with me. I could put it up. We're going to go line by line. I belong to Jesus. Louder. So I behave like him. No longer a stranger. Not just a friend. I'm his family. Amen? Let's do it again. I belong to Jesus. So I behave like him. No longer a stranger. Not just a friend. I'm his family. Amen? Why don't you get up on your feet and give God a great hand. He deserves it for calling us. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, God. We give you glory, Jesus. Come on, just begin to worship.